This is the Capital Literature Podcast, bringing you investment letters and audio. The Capital Literature Podcast is a SEBITS capital service for the investment community. This podcast is for informational and educational purposes only and should not be relied upon as a basis for investment decisions. All rights belong to the respective owners. Yoav Zelikovic Investments, First Quarter 2021 Annual Letter, 2020, Updated First Quarter 2021, April 13 Summary I would like to review several economic developments for the year 2020 and share with you some financial thoughts for the coming year, 2021. The Passive versus Active Debate Our portfolios are divided into three parts, micro-cap value stocks, compounders, and special situations. Compounder stocks are stocks of profitable companies which operate in various fields, including many owner-operated stocks of public insurance companies around the world, led by honest, reliable outsider-like CEOs with a proven track record. We prefer to purchase these at a healthy discount to their economic value. It is much easier for an investment manager who manages relatively small sums of money to produce success returns. On the other hand, Kathy Wood, or any other investor, who manages sums of dozens of billions of dollars, will find it difficult or even impossible to reproduce such numbers over long-term periods, which will necessarily lead to a decrease in the returns which she will produce for her investors. Quote, in science, progress is cumulative, and in finance, progress is cyclical. End of quote. Jim Grant. Dear investors, I have the privilege to write to you this annual letter for the past fiscal year of 2020, and what a year it has been. As usual, I wish to welcome the new clients who have joined our financial path this past year. Currently we have over 300 fellow investors involved in our activity. It is our great honor and responsibility to provide you with our services. As I begin this letter, please allow me to extend a good word to our veteran clients. Four years ago when I decided to open our firm, I was warned by all kind of pessimists that my attempt to convince or educate the public in Israel to shy away from short-term investments and instead invest for the long-term, was doomed to fail since the Israeli public is neither ready nor willing to make these type of investments. Four years have passed now, and I can report to you that, at least for now, those pessimists were wrong. And what better proof than your reaction to the financial events which occurred over the past year? The number of clients who reached out to us in panic during the COVID crisis was minuscule, I remind you that in March some of the global equities suffered a historic and sudden drop. Quite the contrary occurred, I am happy to report that most of our clients joined and or added to their portfolios during the past year, the recommended course of action during a crisis, and thereby benefited from the substantial recovery over the past 12 months, which included a meteoric increase of over 100% in the small cap stock market index in the US, Russell 2000. As you well know, our investment strategy focuses on the long run, however a nice short-term return is always welcome. My dear fellow investors, There is no doubt that without your faith in us and in our long-term financial path, without the patience you demonstrate and without the peace of mind you give us, our investments would not have produced such stellar results. I think my late grandmother's witty words of wisdom are pertinent here. The taste of the food I serve my guests is directly correlated to the quality of those guests. I would like to review several economic developments for the year 2020 and share with you some financial thoughts for the coming year, 2021. 2020, a financial roller coaster. If a year ago, a prophet would have predicted that a deadly worldwide pandemic would burst in 2020, causing the death of over 2.8 million people, resulting in an overall lockdown on a substantial part of the world's population and leading to a massive economic blow to businesses, we would have also expected a stock market crash to occur. 
If the same prophet would have added to his prophecy that the USA was going to become the leading country in the number of deceased from that pandemic, that an armed mob was going to raid the capital, and that the results of the presidential election were going to be disputable, you would probably predict a grim year for the American stock market. Yet, most of the world's stock markets rose substantially during 2020, and the NASDAQ, the USA Technology Sector Index, increased almost 50%. The lesson from these circle of events is emphasized by us again and again, it is impossible to time the direction of the stock market in the short term. Just as not even a single analyst could predict the coronavirus, there was also no analyst who forecasted the amazing recovery of the world's stock markets which began at the end of March 2020. There is no possibility to anticipate or foresee the dynamic between the various factors, especially those pertaining to crowd psychology, which affect the erratic performance of stocks in the short term. As further evidence, let us also remind you of the current short sellers affair surrounding Reddit and GameStop, NYSE, GME. On the other hand, as I always stress, the best method to increase our personal wealth is to partner with the best companies in the world, those managed for the long term by skilled capital allocators, via buying their stocks in the stock market for the long term. At any rate, as specified below, our investment portfolio earned a nice return even during this tumultuous year. You will be able to see the results in your personal reports which are currently being sent to you by mail from mativ-calgemel-slice-slice-interactive-brokers. Brilliant Inventions, Thriving Industries, and Smart Investments Years ago, lived a boy whose favorite occupation was figuring out how various appliances operate. He was a wise, talented boy who strived for success from a very young age. He was passionate about inventing and he always dreamed of trying to make a difference for mankind. He was blessed with very high technical skills, and at a young age, he incorporated his own company to develop his inventions. However, his biggest dream was always to bring mankind to space. His efforts and devotion to the task eventually brought him to build a means of transportation which threatened the hegemony of the gasoline engine. At the beginning, Everyone doubted him, mocked him and claimed he was a daydreamer whose developments would never succeed, but he insisted and managed to clearly demonstrate the advantages and the huge potential of the vehicle he had developed. Later on, being a successful businessman as well, he leveraged the mass enthusiasm for his vehicle in order to sell it around the world. Undoubtedly, the talent, persistence and blessed activity of this man have brought us one of the most important changes in the history of mankind. Reading this section above must immediately make most people think of the entrepreneur and tycoon, Elon Musk. However, I wrote the above paragraph to describe an additional famous individual by the name of Orville Wright, who alongside his brother Wilbur, developed the first plane at the beginning of the previous century. The similarities between the stories of these two individuals, Orville Wright and Elon Musk, are indeed impressive. In spite of many obstacles, these two talented men developed brilliant, revolutionary vehicles, Orville Wright, the first airplane, and Elon Musk, the founder of Tesla, the electric car. The latter also founded SpaceX, Space, a company that aims to fly the first man to planet Mars. Now, many of you might rightfully claim that from a historical perspective and in terms of the weight of the invention and its impact on humanity, when comparing between the two men, Orville Wright and his invention clearly have the upper hand. However, the point of the analogy I make between the two is not to merely compare their talents or inventions, but rather to shed light on the financial aspects and the common ground between their inventions and developments with relation to the stock market, and to prove once again that a remarkable success story does not always turns into a good investment. Let us start with Orville Wright in the aircraft. Even though his invention changed the face of humanity forever, investing in this sector has proved itself in most cases throughout the generations to be a very poor one, causing major disappointment for many investors. Many airlines have gone bankrupt over the years, 
such as TWA, Pan AM, Air Italia, among others. Warren Buffett jokes that if a wise investor had been present when the Wright brothers' plane first took off, he should have shot it down. Why? There are various reasons, but the main reason is the fact that the maintenance and operation of an airline are highly expensive and demand high capital expenditures, and our own national airline LL is no exception in that sense. This is a matter that the intelligent investor should give special attention to, see my article on this subject. The problem was indeed aggravated dramatically due to the COVID crisis. Those who invested this past year in the airline sector tempted to act on the principle of buy the dip, but they are either knowingly ignoring or oblivious to the fact that the core activity of the majority of airlines has suffered a severe blow, despite the fact that the enterprise value of these companies and the markets has remained unchanged due to their heavy debt load. Moreover, several American airlines reached a state during the crisis where they were losing almost $50 million, $50 million, a day while having no income from flights, yet their expenses remained high. The future of the airline industry, without governmental interventions, and with it, the future of the money of those who invest in it, is very opaque, it is no wonder Warren Buffett sold out all of his airline positions during the crisis. In this sense, the car industry is not very different from the airline industry. Even though the car industry replaced the horses and carriages as a means of transportation and unidentifiably changed the world, this dramatic development was rarely translated into high profitability for companies in the industry. Historically, the companies who operated in this industry struggled with intense competition, numerous disruptive technological inventions and high operational costs. Therefore, many well-known car manufacturers went bankrupt and disappeared. Do any of you still remember the American Oldsmobile or the Israeli Suzuta? If we may draw a lesson from history, then we should also pay careful attention to the high levels of optimism, or should I say euphoria, around Tesla's, Nasdaq, TSLA, stock these days. Even if the electric car will dominate the auto industry, replace the fusel engine and change the world of transportation, it is still very hard to identify which company, if any, will benefit from this trend for the long run, and particularly, which company that manufactures electric cars will be a profitable investment. Despite the fact that already today Tesla has competition from many car manufacturers in the world who are also producing electric cars, investors are snatching Tesla's stock and the company trades at a much higher valuation than all the car companies in the world. And that is in spite the fact that only in 2020 did Tesla manage a small profit, which was still less than 10% of the yearly profit of Volkswagen, for example. In other words, we must not confuse the meteoric increase in a stock price of a company, in Tesla's case, over 700% just in 2020, with the economic profit that the company is producing and will produce in the future. Even if in the next decade Tesla will double each year the number of cars it sells, which is highly unlikely, the price investors are paying for the stock today is still hard to justify, not to mention the fact that currently Tesla is losing money on each electric car it manufactures. The above-mentioned story should demonstrate to us why not every shiny story, great invention or every blooming industry necessarily leads to a good investment in the stock market. In most cases, the opposite is true, and the result is a disappointing investment. The problem is that the average investor ignores this important concept, and moreover, even many professional investment managers disregard this fact and make investments in glamorous companies their official proclaimed tactic. As an example, let's take the current star of the investment world, Kathy Wood, who runs ARK Investment Management LLC, ARK, which specializes in investments in futuristic industries that will change the face of humanity such as artificial intelligence, autonomic cars and spaceflight. The amazing performances of her funds in 2020 resulted in dozens of billions infused to these funds over the past year. 
Last year, in my letter to you, Yoav Zelikovic Investments Annual Letter, 2019, I mentioned the story of Jayesh Manik, who had become a rising star in the British investment world during the 1990s, and like Kathy Wood, built his fame and fortune by investing most of his funds in popular tech stocks. Eventually, at the end of a short period of blooming, the fund had collapsed, causing tremendous losses to the investors. There is a reasonable concern that the story of Kathy Wood will turn up the same, for at least three reasons. 1. It is possible that the companies being purchased today by Kathy Wood will indeed change the face of the future, but it does not necessarily mean their stocks will reap gains, and that is due to the record prices she is currently paying for these companies. The bubble-like stock prices of these companies today are predicated on unrealistic future growth in the economic performances of the companies. 2. Kathy Wood's fund attracts today a lot of hot money, money of many investors who do not understand the risks involved in such type of investment. These investors will run off in times of distress, forcing the fund to sell the stocks it holds at low prices, creating a snowball effect that will necessarily reduce the value of the fund as well. And those of you who follow financial news, have realized that this has already begun to occur, investors sold $1 billion, by investors from the ARK fund in one week this past month. 3. It is much easier for an investment manager who manages relatively small sums of money to produce success returns. On the other hand, Kathy Wood, or any other investor, who manages sums of dozens of billions of dollars, will find it difficult or even impossible to reproduce such numbers over long-term periods, which will necessarily lead to a decrease in the returns which she will produce for her investors. I can go on and on and elaborate about the future predicted for investing in this type of shiny company slash industries, such as the green energy industry, special purpose acquisition companies, SPAC, and other glamour industries. However, the message is clear, as I wrote to you in last year's letter. Quote, a growing list of trendy investments, past and present, distinguished by chasing after good performances in the relatively short term, might end up teaching everyone involved a bitter lesson. The lesson learned again and again from affairs is such as that investing in highly publicized stocks, expecting fast profits in the first few months or even in the first few years, ignoring the risk involved in these investments, and being unaware of the huge importance of a careful, calculated, well-based investment in stocks which will prove profitable in the long run, lead investors in many cases to disappointment and considerable financial losses. End of quote. The active versus passive debate. Another investment trend which I would like to make a quick reference to, a trend which has grown even more popular lately, is the passive investment trend, ETFs, etc. Unlike, active investments, where an investment manager actively picks stocks from a universe of stocks, while charging management fee, in the case of the passive investments, the fund's mission is to track the holdings of a certain market index blindly without any discretion in the buying or selling. The ETF's objective is to replicate as closely as possible the returns of the index it tracks. The growing popularity of passive investments stems from the fact that investors in Israel and all over the world have discovered in the past years, and rightfully so, that they were paying unjustifiable high fees to the investments managers for handling their savings, and the investors searched for a cheaper, more profitable ways to manage their investments in the long term. And indeed, multiple researches held worldwide have shown that investing in an index, such as Tel Aviv 35 or S&P 500 in the USA, generates higher returns for investors, on average, than most active managers. However, as always there are no free lunches. The increasing popularity of passive investments, has resulted in the fact that more than 50% of all transactions carried out today in the American stock market are passive and index-linked, a fact that may prove to be harmful for investors. Why so? Most indexes are market-weighted, 
whereby the weight of each stock in the index is determined by the product of the stock's price multiplied by the number of stocks issued by the company to the public. As a result, an increase in the stock's price of a company increases its weight in the index, assuming that the relative increase rate in the price of this stock is higher than the increase in the prices of the rest of the stocks in the index. As a result, investors who invest in the ETF will get exposure to this stock at its new, higher weight, even if its economic value has not changed at all, as the ETFs must buy the stock at any price. This is kind of a magic circle that feeds itself but is counter to every economic logic, as the additional exposure disregards the economic value of the company, and this may lead to bubbly prices. Please also see the writings of Murray Stahl from FRMO on this matter, Library, Horizon Kinetics. I also delved deeper into this subject in my blog on the marker. To illustrate, today the weight of the 10 stocks with the highest market value in the USA and the S&P 500 make up almost 30% of the index, and these companies trade at a premium, as determined by their price-earnings ratio, of about 50% in relation to the rest of the stocks in the index. The price-earnings ratio, which is calculated as the price of the stocks, divided by the next year's predicted profit for these companies, of the S&P 500 index today, which is more than 20, meaning highly inflated stock prices, predicts a significant decrease in the index's return and even a negative return in the near future. In other words, the generous returns generated by U.S. indexes in the last decade must diminish from the returns for investors over the next decades. As stated by the talented Javier Ruiz, the manager of the European investment company Horos Asset Management. Quote, history has shown, time and again, that valuations always determine the returns we can expect as investors. End of quote. After specifying what we are wary of, let us now move on to describe how we invest. Our portfolios. Our portfolios are divided into three parts, with the exception of those of you invested in our hedge fund, which is concentrated mainly in net-net stocks and negative enterprise value stocks worldwide. The ratio between the three parts has slightly changed in comparison to the year of 2019. The reason is that we have increased the weight of compounder stocks at the expense of the other two categories during the COVID crisis as we utilize the sell-off in stocks to buy quality companies worldwide at bargain prices. 1. Micro-cap value stocks rebalanced monthly. 2. Compounder stocks. 3. Special situations in cash. I should emphasize that the individual retirement account, IRA, option also allows us to rebalance our portfolio without incurring taxes, please see my article in the marker. 1. Micro-cap value stocks. This investment strategy is based on one of the best strategies in the book What Works on Wall Street by James P. O'Shaughnessy. This strategy selects a basket of 25 stocks whose market cap at the time of purchase is under $500 million, stocks which are usually excluded from the major indexes in the USA. These stocks are selected only if they fulfill a number of criteria, including value, momentum and financial stability, which have been proven by empirical studies to be a source of alpha. As we have witnessed in the past four years, some of these stocks and this strategy do not outperform the market every year. Nevertheless, this instability per se, which may cause other investors to abandon the strategy at exactly the wrong time, is the key for its success over time as it involves going against the herd. As Professor Joel Greenblatt, the author of the book The Little Book That Beats the Market, once stated, If I wrote a book about a strategy that worked every month, or even every year, everyone would start using it, and it would stop working. Most of the micro-cap value stocks we have recommended demonstrated remarkable performances last year and they continue to do so in 2021. 2. Compounders. Quote, this is one of the keys to successful investing, focus on the companies, not on the stocks. 
End of quote. Peter Lynch, Beating the Street. Compounder stocks are stocks of profitable companies which operate in various fields, including many owner-operated stocks of public insurance companies around the world, led by honest, reliable outsider-like CEOs with a proven track record. We prefer to purchase these at a healthy discount to their economic value, so that even in the worst-case scenario our investment can still be profitable, margin of safety. However, once we purchase these, we plan to never sell them unless they undergo a dramatic change or a delisting, much like the coffee can portfolio. We shy away from investing in the more popular lottery ticket stocks, and we always make sure that the price of the stock we purchase will be in line with, or better yet, lower than, the company's economic value. Our investments are not predicated on unrealistic high expectations or predicated on a higher P-E ratio to drive up the company's stocks. We would much rather become a partner in financially stable companies which generate steady profits, knowing that over time the stock market will appreciate their value and reward the price of the stock accordingly. It is also worth mentioning that the huge gap we see in today's markets between the high multiples of the popular lottery ticket stocks and the lower multiples of our compounder stocks, also existed in the days prior to the dot-com bubble of 2000, which caused the famous tech bubble. In the aftermath of the bubble, value stocks actually increased while the whole market crashed. And if I can use history to support my case, I expect that what occurred back then will reoccur in the near future. How did our companies perform in 2020? Let's start off with the Italian holding company Exor, OTC XRF, Exo.me, an old family-owned company which historically has excelled in a very successful investment and acquisition policy. The market value of the company remains about 16 billion euros, despite a very challenging year with much volatility. As you recall, among the holdings of Exor you can find Fiat Chrysler, CNH Industrial, the manufacturer of agricultural equipment, Ferrari, Juventus Football Club, the newspaper The Economist and one of the largest insurance companies in Europe, Partner Re. The net asset value of the company, as published in its financial reports, rose 13.1% in 2020, while the stock decreases around 30%. Despite a challenging first half in the year 2020, it's worth mentioning that since the drop of March 2020, during which we increased our stake in this excellent company, the price of the stock has already increased by almost 100%. There is no doubt that this leading company is financially solid and meets all the criteria I stand by for long-term investment. See my article about Exor in my blog. Dot, marker the on. An additional player in our team is Brookfield Asset Management, NYSE, BAM, a Canadian holding company which owns and manages over $570 billion worth of real estate around the world. Due to its high exposure to the global real estate industry, which suffered a major blow during COVID, BAM stock price dropped by 3% in the year of 2020, after dropping almost 45% in March alone. But the good news is that it continues to climb back also in 2021, and today, as the real estate sector is recovering globally, BAM stock price is close to reaching an all-time record. One of the best indications for the stability of this company was given by BAM CEO, Bruce Flatt, when he declared that BAM was a net purchaser at distressed prices during the COVID crisis, an excellent indicator for great capital allocation buy low, sell high. Another company we own is Interactive Group, IAC. IAC is a highly successful holding company in the technology sector which is managed by the renowned investor, Barry Diller. The value of its stock rose in 2020 by nearly 140%, easily beating the indices. The company also spun off Match Group to its shareholders, the company who's behind the famous apps, OkCupid and Tinder. IAC plans to do the same in 2021 with the video services company Vimeo, which should also create value for its shareholders. We plan to continue holding these shares for many years with Barry Diller at the helm, 
and will continue to increase our stake in the company with any sell-off in the stock. During the pandemic we also increased our stake in the giant global American asset management company, Colbert Kravis Roberts, KKR and Company, which manages today over $250 billion and has increased its earnings per share by 17% per year in the last few years. Despite this growth and the fact that the asset management industry is one of the best and most profitable ones in the economy, the company's stock was trading at discount last year compared to its book value. Not unexpectedly, since March 2020, the stock's price rose by over 150%. Many insiders in the company, as well as several successful investment managers in the world, invest alongside us in this wonderful company. Aircap Holdings, AER, another company we own, went through a very bumpy year. Due to its exposure to the airline industry, the company leases aircraft to airlines, the COVID crisis severely harmed the company's activity as well as the price of the stock, which dropped by almost 70% in the first quarter of 2020. Fortunately, the company's management, whose capital allocation skills were one of the main reasons we purchased the stock, were able to navigate the company during the COVID crisis, which was the most severe one in the history of the global airline industry, and it came out of it with extra sources of liquidity. In addition, the price of the stock recovered dramatically, and went up by nearly 200% since the low point it reached in March 2020. Lately, the company also announced a huge deal with GE, making it the largest air leaser in the world. Finally, we would like to mention our investment in the British pub chain, JD Weatherspoon, which obviously has not been immune to the crisis as well. Nonetheless, thanks to Tim Martin, the gifted manager, it looks like the pub chain is on its way to recover alongside England's economy, the stock's price is already close to reaching previous records. We remind you this year again that we believe that one of the most promising pathways for investing in the stock market is investing in insurance companies. A well-managed insurance company has two sources of profitability, one, insurance activity, and two, investment of its floating money. See my BizPortal article on this subject from September 2016-BizPortal. Accordingly and after careful examination, we have increased our stake in a number of insurance companies, including Fairfax Financial Holdings, OTC, FRFHF, FFH.2, which has compounded book value at an almost 18% rate for the past 30 years, Assured Guarantee, AGO, and the Norwegian Insurance Company, Protector Insurance, which is a rising star in the European insurance field. These three companies have demonstrated excellent performances in the year of 2020. Below you'll find details on another insurance company which I have recommended investing in. New Compounder Stocks Texas Pacific Land Trust, TPL TPL is a trust company which was founded in 1888, when it received through a legal settlement, a valuable piece of real estate, packed with oil fields, in the state of Texas. This is a royalty company which profits from royalties paid to it by oil drilling companies that operate in the area. The big advantage of this business model is that the company has almost no expenses, which significantly increases its profitability, the profit margins of TPL are even higher of those of Microsoft, NASDAQ MSFT. Add to this the rights that the company possesses for many water resources discovered on its lands, a good management team which excels in efficient capital allocation, for example, by buying back its own stocks instead of distributing large dividends, as well as the fact that its stock was trading in a low P-E ratio of less than 15, and you will understand how attractive this stock was when we bought it. It goes without saying that the company will benefit from any additional increase in oil prices. Recently, the company has also announced a corporate reorganization, which will raise the stock's tradability and probably also the price of the stock. Based on all the above, I expect to hold this stock for many years to come. Another company I added to our collection of insurance companies is Marco Corporation, 
whose stocks we purchased at the bottom of the COVID crisis when the company's stock traded temporarily below its book value. Markle makes great use of its float, see above, which it uses to buy stocks of additional private and public companies while focusing on long-term investments. Since the company went public in 1986, its economic value has risen by over a 12% CAGR. The company is run by Thomas Gaynor, who is considered one of the greatest investors in the world today. This exceptional company reminds many of Warren Buffett and Charlie Munger's company, Berkshire Hathaway, NYSE, BRK.A, NYSE, BRK.B, mainly in its conservative insurance operations and an excellent investment arm, including Markle Ventures. There is a good reason why Markle is called a baby Berkshire, and it is very likely that the stock of this company will generate high profits for its partners in the long run. Due to the temporary crash in the global airline industry because of the COVID crisis, we also took advantage of the crisis to buy the stocks of Heiko, Hay.A Hay, a Florida-based company which designs and manufactures parts for the aircraft and aerospace industries. This is a company with great economic attributes and financial stability. They have proven themselves to be very skilled acquirers of companies while allowing the acquired companies to continue to grow autonomously over time under the Heiko name. The price of its stocks dropped during the crisis, but its economic value dropped more moderately. Heiko maintains a positive cash flow throughout the year, and they seem to be overcoming the crisis with much success. We bought the company's stock when they were on sale during the pandemic and they are likely to yield significant profits in the long term. To learn more about this company and about my reason for investing in it, see my blog on the marker. Finally, we also purchased the stocks of the British company, Next, which is an international retailer of clothes, shoes and household appliances. This company has over 40 years of success in its field, and has exhibited great growth under the leadership of a highly skilled capital allocator, Simon Wolfson. This includes exhibiting extraordinary profitability in a challenging industry, free cash flow which has grown by 13% on average per year, despite distributing a generous dividend over the years and a stock price which was multiplied by 7 during that period. The company has also traditionally reinvested in its businesses, generating a high return on capital. The company is also wisely adjusting itself to the current crisis, taking advantage of the global online purchasing trend and consistently expanding to new international markets. The Israeli Postal Service can also attest to this popularity of Next products in Israel. I began buying the stock, after reading about this company and Chris Meyer's excellent investment blog www.woodlockcapital.com when it was trading in a price-to-cash flow ratio of 5%, a bargain price considering the international growth potential of the company. 3. Special Situations in Cash The role of this category is to serve as a conservative backdrop in our portfolios. Due to the low interest rates in the world today, bonds, usually the less volatile portion in investment portfolios, currently display minimal yields only. As such, we do not consider most bonds to be an attractive investment at the present time. However, in order to diversify our stock-focused portfolios, we use the cash that has accumulated in the investor's portfolio and invest it in a more conservative fashion. To this end, we search the global markets for special situations such as tender offers, reorganizations, delisting, mergers and acquisitions that can provide us with opportunities to make lower-risk investments with a target date of return. These investments may yield low returns over short-term periods of time but become very profitable over long-term periods. A number of these situations were not completed due to the COVID pandemic, but in all this category contributed nicely to our returns in 2020. An example of such special opportunity is the multinational Israeli technology company, Mellanox, which we all know as a highly successful company in the field of electronic components for communication systems. 
Mellanox was recently purchased by the large American microchip company, NVIDIA, NASDAQ, NVDA. Even after the deal was announced, Mellanox's stock price was still 20% lower than the price offered by NVIDIA due to the COVID crisis and fears that not all regulatory approvals would be procured. I believed at the time that this was a high return slash low risk investment. The options market also indicated that the deal would probably go through, and so, on March 2020, I bought Mellanox stocks at the price of around $100 per stock, and within several months, its value rose to $125, an excellent return in such a short period of time. On the personal level, as your portfolio manager, I am pleased to share with you some of my activities in the year 2020. 1. I was chosen as the lead lecturer for the Investment Club of the Interdisciplinary Center, IDC, in Herzliya. For an entire semester, I have taught value investing to 70 students, who were carefully selected from over 500 candidates by the managers of the club, Noam Ghazali and Eli Goldberg. 2. I was invited by Odet Ofek, a partner at the leading law firm of M. Firen & Company, to give a lecture to MBA students at the Hebrew University, my alma mater. 3. I was invited to give an additional lecture to graduate students at the Hebrew University in which I talked to them about the teachings of the great value investors. 4. I was interviewed for the successful podcast of the renowned financial mentor, Ahmed Eshet, called Money and Investments. Thanks to this interview and the exposure it gave us, many of you joined our financial journey. 5. I started interviewing regularly for the successful podcast of Igor Baskin, The Financial Swamp. 6. I participated in three webinars for the members of the popular Facebook group called Knowledge is Money. 7. I published over the last five years, 2016 to 2020, 12 articles in leading financial portals in Israel and outside of it, including the Marker, Biz Portal, Globes, Forbes, and Seeking Alpha. 8. Since early 2019, I have been regularly writing an investment blog on the website of the Marker, where I have already published 15 chapters. 9. In light of the high demand for our IRA services, we have also started working with Meetave Dash, a leading broker in Israel. A big thanks is due to Mr. Ilya Shershoff, who assists us and gives our clients the personal attention they deserve. 10. I still enjoy the warm environment and cooperative work with the staff of Interactive Brokers. This cooperation is very beneficial for us and for our clients. In conclusion, I wish to summarize again and share with you our 10 commandments which underlie and direct us in our investment activities. 1. Focus on high-quality micro-cap value stocks which have a well-documented track record of achieving alpha and not on high-flying popular stocks. 2. Identify and analyze the best compounders in the world and invest in them as partners for the long-term. 3. Set a long-term goal of at least a 5-year to achieve investment returns. 4. Utilize the powerful effect of compound interest on long-term investments on behalf of our investors. 5. Refrain from any speculation and short-term trading. 6. Not allow noisy headlines and catchy news flashes about the stock market dictate our activity in this market. 7. Stay away from any investment fads, the long-term economic value of which is highly questionable. 8. Carefully analyze the past and present investment strategies of the world's best investors who are renowned for excellent financial performance. 9. Continuously read and study professional-slash-academic papers, reports and research in the area of investments-slash-finances published around the world. 10. Finally, rehash to our investors the message patience is gold. We wish to thank again our investors for the pleasure we get from working with you and for the trust you grant us. On our part, we will continue to work on your behalf in a fair, diligent, professional and trustworthy manner, while utilizing our investing strategy outlined above. 
and saving the best for last, thank you to my partner Mr. Matan Geta, for the privilege of working by his side and enjoying his personality, professionalism, diligence and work ethic. Due to his ability to take on various challenging roles, sometimes simultaneously, the two of us manage an operation which is fit for at least 10 employees with just one and a half, me being the half, in case you wondered. And this he accomplishes while being a dedicated husband to the dearest Moore and a wonderful father to sweet Noam and Ofer. I am hopeful that 2021 will be a year of financial growth, economic and personal prosperity, joy among our families, and mostly, a healthy and virus-free year. Sincerely. Yoav Zelikovic. Attorney and Senior Equity Analyst.